Welcome to the Conic Blueprint, where we talk about topics in the recruiting and staffing industry with the end goal to help improve people's lives. I'm Jen Fitzke with my co-host, Tom Gettle. This podcast is brought to you by Conic, a technical recruiting company focusing on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing positions in the Midwest. Find out more at coniknetwork.com. Welcome to uh, section two of our three-part series around uh, the interview. In this episode, Jen and I will be talking in a little bit more detail about preparing for the interview and uh, different questions around that to, to get, um, get prepared uh, for uh, the, um, the interview with the hiring manager. So, Jen, welcome to episode 11. 11. Fast and furious, man. Right. <laughs> Dropping every other day. I love it. Uh, great. Well, this this in this podcast, Jen, we wanted to talk a little bit about the the interview and in preparing uh, how to prepare for an interview with the company and um, what what um, what I love to talk about to start off with is um, you know, let let's say you're a candidate and you're um, thinking about an upcoming interview and it's with a client or with a, with a customer that you've always wanted to work at mm-hmm. it's a sought after company. You've heard really good things about it. You think that this opportunity could advance your career and you're, so you're excited about the opportunity, but the interview is coming up and, and, um, like most people, it's, uh, it causes a lot of anxiety. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. you're finally getting an interview at a company you've always wanted to work for. Um, what advice would you give to someone that naturally that they just have strong interview anxiety? Yeah. Interviewing for the dream job is such a nerve wracking um, experience for people. And I think doing what we do on this side, it's so easy for us to forget that interviewing is Anxiety inducing. So the, I have a couple of pieces of advice for people. And one is you are the subject matter expert in your career. You know what you've done. You know what your accomplishments are. So before you go in, make a list to remind yourself of the projects that you've worked on. If you, and this is, it goes for everybody, you know, throughout your career, keep a list going. Don't wait until you're going to interview Keep a project list going so that it's it can be top of mind and you can remember what you've done. Um, and I advise people, you know, when you go into interviews, you just you you tell them what you've done. You have those examples ready to go. Uh, whether it's a behavioral based interview, which is tell me about a time when you've done this, what were the results, and then always keep in mind, I <laughs> so. Here's some fun things that people probably didn't know about me is back t- over 20 years ago, I was doing, just taking some fun classes for acting. I liked acting. And right. so I took a casting direction or I took an acting class from a casting director about um, auditioning. And he said, you guys have to remember that me as a casting director, I am always hoping that the next person that comes in front of my camera is the person I can cast. Mm. And so I've transitioned that advice to candidates and it works. And it's true. The hiring, hiring managers, they want to focus on the work that's at hand, whether Mm. it's the building that they're designing or the machine that they're designing. 
And so they're hoping that the next person that they interview is the person that they're going to hire. So I advise people go in knowing that the hiring manager already hopes that you're the person that they're going to hire. They want you to get the job. And that just that turns the script a little bit instead of you going into an interview thinking they're hired, they're interviewing you to exclude you. Like they're asking all of these questions to try to trip you up and, and to try to exclude you from the process. It couldn't be further from the truth. They're asking you these questions because they want to hire you. They're hoping that you are the last interview that they're going to have to do. Yeah, that's really, really good, really good advice. And if you think about it, you know, the hiring manager is thinking about the same thing. They they have invited you in or either the hiring manager or their HR business partner has set up the meeting and they're they're excited. Like they're they're thinking, oh, right. this this is the candidate. They look amazing on paper. They have everything that we're looking for. They're to your point, Jen, they're quite hopeful that that you, you the candidate, you are the ideal candidate for this role. And they they want you to win yeah. too. So that's a good, just a good mentality shift to know that hiring manager is on on your side, right? Right. I think there's so much advice online and from coaches, and it's valid, but a lot of it is, you know, if you just Google interview questions. There's a lot of examples on the right format to use. And while that's valid, it still is in relation to what your experience is. And so I I just keep coming back to, you know, when you're interviewing, there's no one right, perfect answer. It just is what is your experience and how did you approach things? And I think we can get so in our head about trying to come up with the perfect answer. That's when we lose track of what we're saying. That's when we get, you know, maybe have that little mini panic attack in the interview. And I just keep coming back to, you are the subject matter expert in your career. You know what you've done and you're there to convey information. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think uh, good advice, I'm sure you'd agree, Jen, is, the more you prepare for the interview, the more comfortable you'll be when you get there. Right. So as much yeah. as time as you can afford, you know, I love the practice of visualization, just yes. on a commute home or, you know, <laughs> going out to get groceries. If you're in a space where you can just be alone and just think, you know, visualize yourself in the situation. And yes, that's a little bit uh, anxiety inducing too, but to go through that exercise and just imagine, you know, what, what questions do you think the manager would ask and mm-hmm. visualize answering those questions just gets you uh, mentally ready for the, for that Q and a session right. that back and forth and being able to quickly explain, you know, tell me about your experience around this or what right. did you do in situation X, Y, or Z and you, you might be thinking, well, I'm, I don't know what the questions will be until I get there. But I would say just that practice of visualizing the mm-hmm. questions coming back and forth. You know, maybe better yet, having a spouse or a friend do a quick role play or talk to your favorite recruiter, uh, aka hey. Jen. <laughs> Can you role play this you know, for 15 minutes before? Jen would love to do that. If, if yep. a candy reach down say, says, hey, I'm just a little anxious about my upcoming interview with you, you know, at, at, um, 
at a company Jen is representing, would you have 15 minutes to role play with me? I mean, I, I know Jen, you'd say absolutely. Uh, I did that uh, too, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, we did that two weeks ago with a candidate right. um, who'd been out of the workforce for a few months for you know whatever the reason was. And so he was, he was a little worried about that. And quite frankly, I was a little worried about that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we got online, it was a Zoom and we did a, a mock interview. The whole, the whole Zoom wasn't mock. You know, we went back and forth with, just some personal stories. And then I said, okay, this is the question that you're going to be presented with. So now I'm the hiring manager. I'm asking you mm-hmm. what, you know, walk me through this or whatever the issue was. And he had to answer me as he would the hiring manager in the interview. And then we paused and I could give him some feedback and it, mm-hmm. it, it helped him calm his nerves and he felt more confident going into the interview. So yeah. whether it's me or you or, you know, if you're entry level and you want your um, mom or dad or your significant other partner, anybody who can kind of talk you through that. I always think of there's this episode of Friends where Chandler is going to interview for a vice president position and Phoebe's like, oh, good luck. <laughs> and he's like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, well, you don't make a very good impression. And so they go to the apartment for an hour and she does, she role plays with him. That's and I just awesome. think that's such good advice for people to, you don't have to do this alone. It 100%. does not have to be a solitary effort. I think even the the practice of changing how you think about the meeting, changing it from quote unquote, the interview to a conversation. Yep. You're thinking about going to meet a conversation, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have a conversation with someone who's interested in my abilities and my background. Think about, yeah, per, even if you're going to a company or meeting on Zoom, think about, I'm going to have coffee and have a conversation with someone in my field. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. you know, have a have a Diet Coke <laughs> with a manager so that way it changes the story a little bit about what it is. Yes, of course, it's an interview and you'll be professional and be very prepared for it. But it's it's also a conversation to make sure that it's a good fit for you, the candidate. It is, mm-hmm. is, you may think it's a dream job, but you get in there and you realize this is different than, than what you thought it was. Uh, so you need to make sure it's it's a good fit. So that conversation back and forth and learning from the manager about the position, about their leadership style, you, know, you want to learn about the opportunity and the hiring manager as much as they want to learn about you. So changing mm-hmm. the, the words around what the meeting is, I think is, is helpful to reduce anxiety. I do too. Yeah, definitely. Changing that perspective. Absolutely. What research would you suggest somebody does before the interview, whether it's on the web or LinkedIn, how deep should they dive into somebody's Twitter? Should they look on Facebook? What's your perspective on all of that? Yeah, I, in a perfect world, I think. Sorry, my phone started ringing. I didn't have it off. Oh, that's okay. Want to start over with the question? Yep. So Tom, what research would you suggest somebody does before the interview? How deep should they dive on the web, like Facebook and Twitter? And obviously they're looking at LinkedIn, but what do you think about all of that? Yeah, I really like this question. When someone is very well prepared, when they've done their research, 
it naturally comes out in the conversation and it's a differentiator for mm-hmm. the candidate. They, I mean, yes, of course you review the website. I'm hundred percent. Of course you review someone's LinkedIn profile. So you start, you want to look for things you have in common with the interviewer, perhaps mm-hmm. a school or a sport or context they have in, co- in common. You're looking for similarities there. More you can research on projects that the company is working on, a, a recent product release or uh, a recent building that was completed and designed. If you can name drop some of those yep. during the course of an interview and, and the earlier the better in the interview to, to set that impression that you've done a lot of research. It a, yes, it shows that you're prepared, but it also shows the level of your interest in the opportunity and in, in the, uh, the your level of interest in the company. So if you say an interview is like, yeah, and I know three years ago you completed this project or the you you released uh, this this uh, model of a product, the manager is like, wow, you've really done your research, which also means you're really quite interested in this company, aren't you? Right. That's kind of what they're thinking. It, it, it differentiates a candidate who it differentiates a candidate from the, those who have done no research or very little research. I agree. One of my pet peeves are people who don't research the company before the interview or even a phone interview if they think it's not that big of a deal, but it is. They definitely need to do that. What about going into personal social networks that are more, um, I guess, more personal related rather than professional, like looking at uh, Facebook, for instance, or Twitter to get to know more about the interviewer personally? How should a candidate work any of the information that they learn there into the interview? That is a really good question. Um, I, I've got opinions on this reaction one. <laughs> is I would, I would refrain from that at first. I think if mm-hmm. you, if, if you had mentioned during an interview information that you saw on someone's personal Facebook page, it might be a little off-putting. Mm-hmm. My first take. Yeah. You don't bring it up in the interview is the point that I want people to understand I would agree. is if you are looking, cause they're looking at yours. I think it's fair that you look at theirs cause they are absolutely going through yours. Um, which is why I generally tell candidates to lock it down and make it private. Um, but if, if it is open and it is public, the way that I tell people to handle this is at some point in the interview, you will be asked, what do you do in your spare time? What do you do in your free time? If you happen to have a shared common interest, that's the time where you could say, well, I really like to do mountain biking or whatever it is. And then Mm -hmm. the interviewer, let the interviewer say, oh, I do too. You don't want to say, well, I was on your Facebook page and I saw that you mountain biked out in Utah and that's where I'm going next week. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it makes it a little uncomfortable. They're like, Oh, well, what else do you know about me personally? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Agree. Let, let them bring it up. Right. So what do you think, Jen, in, in this day, these days, these days, 2021 and looking ahead to 2022 where video interviewing will be continued to be very commonplace. Mm. And I think over 
and perhaps has replaced many of the in-person interviews. Yeah. How would you advise a candidate pre- prepare differently for a Zoom interview, for example, than, than an in-person? What's, what's the difference in preparation? I love this question. Um, initially, there is no difference. You're going to prepare exactly the same way because that preparation, that routine of it gets you in the right headspace for your putting you. One of the things that has changed is that for our industries and specifically I recruit for, for our audience, I recruit the mechanical um, engineers and designers and manufacturing and in that manufacturing space. Right. Our um, dress codes have become much more casual. We used to even three, four years ago, tell people wear a suit, wear a suit, wear, wear a, um, whether it's a pantsuit for women or a skirt suit or suit and tie for a gentleman, that's what you wore. And it's changed very much. So whether you're in a button down shirt or blouse, um, ties seem to no longer be required. We even have one company that, uh, it's, it's a manufacturing environment. And even for their engineering staff, they do not even want them in a button down shirt because they want them to be comfortable when they walk in the door. So mm-hmm. they're wearing jeans and a polo shirt. Fine. You, you know, you're going to do some upfront work to find out what your, um, dress code is going to be going in. Right. If you're doing a zoom interview or teams interview or whatever it is, make sure you have a quiet space. Um, there's that famous video that's become a gif of the gentleman that was doing an interview and his kids burst in and start dancing and (laughs) things happen. I think (laughs) interviewers are, are more tolerant to, you know, things will happen, but you want to make sure that you've done everything that you could do. Like the interviewee, he had his door closed. His kids just burst in. It just happened. Right. Um, So you're in a quiet space. We're doing this right now. With we started before and my dog, I kenneled him. I have a small space, so I don't have a room I could have put him in where right. you wouldn't have heard him barking. So I timed this so that he was asleep. You know, just do what you can to do that. Um yeah. if, learn how to blur your background or change your background. Mm-hmm. If you have um, like I'm in front of a a window is like 10 feet behind me and I want my blinds open, but my screen right now is blurred, which of course the audience can't see, but it's much easier for you to look at me and pay attention to me. Now I did notice that my ceiling fan is on. So right. that might be a little distracting. If we were in an interview, I would make sure that that was off. Sure. Um, sure. What else? Oh, if you're not blurring your background, have a neutral wall or neutral artwork behind you. Uh, no political statements. You want to, well, obviously we all know we stay away from politics and religion in um, interviews, but a neutral background behind you. If you are in your bedroom, if that's the quiet space, that's fine. But then you make sure that what's behind you is clean and clear. If your bed is behind you, the bed is made. Um, if your closet is behind you, the closet door is shut. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Things like that. (laughs) Just very basic things that sometimes we just don't think about. Um, and, and you are dressed for the interview. That's where I was going in the beginning. 
Um, whether it's your button down shirt, if, if you're more comfortable interviewing in a tie, put your tie on. You want to make sure you're comfortable, but you are dressed head to toe. You're not dressed only from the waist up. You don't know if you're going to have to stand up. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. So just make sure that you're, you are fully dressed. And yeah, then I also yeah, have a glass of, yeah. Oh my gosh. Have a glass of water. You know, sometimes the interview is going to go a little longer. You don't want to have to get up and walk away to get a glass of water. When we're in in in-person interviews, people are going to be able to stand up and go get us water. So just be prepared. Um, And then whether or not you're in person or video, you always, you have your paper and your pen for notes and you're taking your notes. So those things haven't changed. Yeah, I would agree. And I would maybe add, add to that great advice is um, make sure you go through a trial run Yes, using the technology that will be used during the interview. So yes, Zoom is very common and many people know how to use that, but let's say it's on Teams or let's say it's on any of the other, you know, Google Hangouts. Make sure you have that practiced on the device you're going to use for the interview with, with, um, with a friend or someone that you trust to, to just be able to go through and maybe do a, do a quick, you know, practice conversation just, just to get to the, the video portion of the interview, make sure you have that down because you don't want to be scrambling at the last minute, you know, downloading the go to meeting app onto your laptop. Then you're, then you're a couple minutes late and you're flustered and you're, your blood pressure is, is rising, <laughs> which is the last thing you want at the start of any interview, right? Yeah, let's. Add, that's awesome advice. In addition, let's add the camera where the camera is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another pet peeve I have. If your web, if you're using a webcam and it's on monitor A, but your video for the people you're looking at is on video B, switch it you need to be looking at the camera or looking at the people on the monitor that has the camera. And uh, great advice that our director gave us for candidates is every once in a while, remind them to actually look at the camera because I perceive that as the viewer of you looking, making eye contact with me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really yeah, that's a hard shift. And if, if you can, uh, if, you, if you're able to move the video portion, you know, the, your, the video box, put it as yep. close to that camera as you can. So for, for you, we're putting this uh, on Zoom. And if I move you, Jen, and just moving mm-hmm. you right top center, as mm-hmm. I look at you, I'm, it appears that I'm looking right at you, which is you want yep. that natural uh, communication flow. Yep. Absolutely. I know on Zoom, if you go to uh, the camera or the view and you go to speaker, you put it on speaker view and that speaker is dead center in the middle of your screen. I did that for you and you now took up the entire screen and I'm just in a little box in the top right corner. If we had multiple interviewers, the other people who are not talking will be down the side of your monitor and mm-hmm. the person speaking will be top center. So yeah, that gives you the option, the opportunity to make more eye contact. Yeah, that's great. 
versus gallery view, which is when you've got all the boxes and you're looking maybe down in the downright corner. Sure. Awkward. Yeah. You don't want to be looking the opposite way of the camera. Right. These little things, but they matter. Well, it's good. I know we have, I have a lot of opinions about interviews and if somebody wants to contact me to go over an interview, I'd be happy to do it. Um, take a few minutes to coach someone through it. Otherwise, um, we could talk for a whole another hour. Right. <laughs> We'd have a complete uh, podcast on the interview itself. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining this episode of the Conic Blueprint brought to you by Conic, a recruiting company focused on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing in the Midwest. Find out more at conicnetwork.com and follow us on LinkedIn. Also, follow this podcast for the latest episodes. We're excited to hear your thoughts, so please leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the Conic Blueprint Podcast. Podcast.